1: to another edition, Dine Cast on Road of Is Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network and our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, your home for best ball and more. Today, we are filming or recording, or both, on July 19th, 2022, probably in your holes around the 21st, 22nd, who knows, might get a little crazy here, folks, tonight or this afternoon, whichever
2: whichever one I'm recording right now,
1: <laughs> so much, I'm joined by the lovely Dan Sano, saving for myself, Dan. Uh,
2: Yeah, that that was quite the intro. Uh, I'm giving myself a birthday present by being here. Uh, It is technically tomorrow. It's tomorrow. But uh, I figure, you know, what what better way to grace everyone than with a present to myself back to you. So we uh we've got an interesting one tonight i I like the idea nathan that you came up with as you normally do you normally come up with the ideas occasionally i dabble in the idea realm not a great you know a great spot for me but sometimes it works most of the time it doesn't nathan you you've come up with yet another lovely uh lovely idea and I, i would imagine it's thanks to our lovely sponsors like underdog
1: that's true that's true and make sure you are tuned into the middle of the show or the end of the show or in the next three minutes who knows when that promo code's coming but it's coming and you're going to need it for your 100% deposit match um so today we're going to do the most polarizing player in every division some of it is scientific aka uh, the largest standard deviation uh, some of it is not it is more so take based we're looking at player thoughts, player trades, things like that, and considering, uh, you know, higher, uh, you know, variance in in value. So, talking about some players that some people have high up, some people have low up, some people have somewhere in between. So, we're going division by division. First, we're going to start off with the east and west, and then after that good old ad, we will have the south and the north. So, let's start off with probably you know, it might the, the math might not back it up, but I think from a Twitter perspective, the most polarizing player in 2022 is one, Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers, the most polarizing player in the NFC West.
2: Yeah, well, I think the math can't really back it up because for the most part, even though the community is somewhat split on Trey Lance, there's always going to be a Trey Lance guy in the draft, and he's never willing to wait out to see if he can get him at a discount. Trey Lance drafters are drafting him, I mean, where they are continually drafting him. He seems to be going in the exact same round in every single draft. You don't really ever see him falling, you know, a a round or two rounds or three rounds unless you genuinely have a full group of owners that all dislike Trey Lance. So it's he's definitely polarizing. Obviously, we we got very limited action uh, as a rookie in 2021. Looked... uh, pretty pedestrian from, from my standpoint, obviously with the, uh, the upside in those legs and playmaking ability. I think he definitely has a very, very high ceiling, but to be quite honest, from what we saw last year, I would, I would argue his floor is about as low as it gets for these young quarterbacks. Um, there, there wasn't a ton of promise there. Obviously we would like to see him continue to grow and get better now that the offense is his and they're they're kind of scheming around his strengths, or at least I would hope that they are. And, you know, maybe everyone's back healthy. That'll be a beautiful thing. You know, if they have Debo and they have Ayuk and they have George Kittle and, and the running back room is good to go, maybe there's just enough talent around him where they can make a pedestrian, actual quarterback look like a competent one, and then we'll just reap the benefits by him using his legs.
1: Yeah. So, looking at by the way, today we're referencing off the RotoVis Dynasty ADP app. It is one of my favorite apps on the RotoVis site. It's one that we're going to mention a lot throughout the next couple of months of the offseason Now that it's being you know updated daily, weekly, of the such. So, when we're referencing data from the RotoVis Dynasty ADP app for this episode, we're going to be sorting from May second until now, July nineteenth. And so, looking at some data on Trey Lance, the earliest he's been picked is ten. The latest he's been picked in is 32 with a standard deviation of four, um, so a little bit low, but that's what's going to happen when you have a highly picked guy like Trey Lance. And like you said, Dan, like people are planting that flag with Trey Lance and not wanting to be like the guy that just misses out. Um, this is coming from Rotavis, TriFlex, FFPC, Startup, Classic, Best Ball, Superflex, Two QB, Twelve Team Drafts. So, yeah, with, with Trey Lance, I think that the 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 way that he hits his ADP the way that he you know hits his value in dynasty is that he basically he's Jalen Hurts with a little bit more consistent throwing ability. You know, you, you get the, the the movement in the legs, you get the big playability, but you just get a little bit more consistency than what we're you know seeing from Jalen Hurts over the first two years of his career.
2: And it's crazy too, because we have seen it from Jalen Hurts and we know that he can produce fantasy points, and yet there's Jalen Hurt sitting four, five, six spots lower than Trey Lance, who we have no real info on outside of our scouting ability, which to be well, quite honest, is pretty subject. The,
1: sure. The the reason to buy Trey Lance has nothing to do with anything you scouted. It is the, you know, eye popping sure. three first round picks of cost acquisition. Trey Lance is going to get every possible chance to succeed. And, you know, the team is going to do their best to surround him with opportunities to succeed, because if they bust on three first round picks, they're set back. At least a decade.
2: They might be anyways, just by giving him the chance to start. Right, right. But th-
1: th- basically, what, if lance is bad, they're t- they're terrible either way, whether they give them the shot <laughs> or not. Um,
2: they might have to call Jimmy back and see if he's ready to come back, like they like the Browns did with Baker.
1: Before we move on, you know, looking at at the app, we have. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is actually one of the highest standard deviation polarizing players right now with a standard deviation of 33.4, earliest of 149 and latest of 240. So you know if you can if you can find the guy that has the 240 on Jimmy Garoppolo, I will pay you know 200 plus round you know you know 200 plus overall uh, value for Garoppolo on the off chance that he gets a starting job, which I think that is probably pretty likely at this stage.
2: Yeah, I mean you'd yeah, imagine I mean. he'll find a place like Seattle. Um, uh, or even, you know, a place like Pittsburgh, even though, yeah, they draft pick it in the first, they bring in Mitch Trubisky. That's still not a real prominent quarterback room. So I think there's plenty of places for Jimmy to go. And honestly, the, the Niners as a whole are, are pretty polarizing because you have the Debo trade kind of thing. You have the Brandon Ayuk where he started off hot as a rookie and then completely disappeared. And you have the often injured George Kittle. You have the running back room with an overdrafted Trey Sermon, an underdrafted Elijah Mitchell, uh, a Jeff Wilson. I mean this this place is is kind of crazy, and there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of potential fantasy points to come from it. Uh, we just need everything to to hit the you know, kind of hit the ground running.
1: All right, let's move on to the AFC side of the Western side of the NFL, and that is the Clyde Edwards-Helaire of the Chiefs being the most polarizing player. In the AFC West. Now, I, I think that even more so, obviously the numbers will increase because his ADP has increased, but I think he was more polarizing when he was going as you know a late first round, early second-round starter pick. I think even his most ardent of believers have cooled on, on Clyde Edwards Lair, as evidenced by him having an early of 72 and a low of 123 with standard deviation of, of 9.3. Clyde Edwards Edwards Neither of us have been the biggest believers in him. You actually just traded for him uh, in a Debbie league. You traded two Debbie picks for, for Clyde Edwards-O'Leary. Um, so what are your current thoughts on Edwards-O'Leary? Are you buying him solely because of the cap- draft capital plus offense? Do you think that we've finally cooled enough where it's a palatable price?
2: I think he I has think- gotten to a palatable stage. I, I, I do I do Thank think you. at this point the, the floor slash ceiling matched the price. Now, the point potential is is up there. I still don't think he's a very good running back, but he's tied to Patrick Mahomes. They just traded their best wide receiver and this offense is kind of open for work. He could be he could be catching more passes. He could be at the potential to run the ball more. You know, he's he he ran the ball 180 times as a rookie, only 120 times in 10 games last year, but that's kind of the workload I, I think I'm looking for from Clyde. I don't think he needs to be smashing the ball into the line 25 times a game. I think if you can get him ten to fifteen on the ground, and then three to five in the air, that's he's going to be most efficient. It will keep him fresh, and it'll be a nice—you know, there will be nice dump off passes from Patrick Mahomes. And if he can do anything in the open field, uh, I mean, that's a—that's a beautiful thing. And those are kind of free points. So I think Clyde, however polarizing the prospect is or was, that we are now at a stage where his price is kind of in buy zone. Not only did I trade for him in that Debbie League, Nathan, I also drafted him in Scott Fishbowl. So, um, yeah, Price definitely has gotten there for me.
1: Now, the question is, has the Price on the Chiefs running backs become palatable enough to invest in both Ronald Jones at a 134 early, 182 late, 12.1 standard deviation? like? That those two are cheap enough. You could probably get them like this may sound like an overpay at, at first glance, but essentially you can pay like a late first round pick and get Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards together. Obviously, three team trade or whatever it might be. But I, I think that if you are worried about Clyde Edwards being hashtag bad at football, then just you know dig a little deeper into your pocket and pay a little bit on on top to get Ronald Jones as well.
2: Yeah, it's funny, too, because I've always been a Ronald Jones fan. I'm still, you know, stashing everything to this day. But uh, to be honest, in that offense, I'm, I'm probably still grabbing Clyde only. Uh, I would love to have both of them just in case one ends up, you know, they end up going hot hand or whatever. Um, or if all of a sudden Ronald Jones becomes that Andy Reid running back again, like we've seen so many times in the past. And we haven't really seen with Clyde quite Clyde. yet. Uh, I, uh, I I I like the idea of having I like both it. of them, I, no. it's, but if it's going to cost me a first in a potential move, maybe not. If I could get away with throwing a, a second and a flyer and grabbing Clyde, you know, obviously I traded a couple of Debbie picks, but that's not really doesn't the value there isn't really worth what I think a first in most leagues is worth. Sure.
1: All right, let's move on to the eastern side of the United States, and we have. Antonio Gibson, uh, being a polarizing player for the Washington Commanders, right now going at the earliest 43, latest 108, standard deviation of 12.3. This, along with the next guy we're talking about, I don't really understand why they are polarizing, but for some reason they are. I think that people are over scared. Like, I have more Brian Robinson than anyone on the planet, and – even I'm not afraid of Brian Robinson as an Antonio Gibson manager. I think that Robinson is going to be a fine RB2 in the NFL and a fine RB2 for for the commanders. I don't think that he kills Gibson's value whatsoever. I think Gibson is a, a very fine high-end RB2 type, you know, as long as the commander's offense isn't a dumpster fire, which isn't when that range of I, I'll I'll put it this way. I'm more worried about Carson Wentz being terrible than I am Brian Robinson.
2: I'm worried about Wentz being terrible. I'm not worried about Brian Robinson, but I'm also very worried about the guy who was stealing work and stealing pass catches last year, J.D. McKissick. He goes back after agreeing to go to the Bills, takes that back and says, hey, I got unfinished business, and the commanders have been pretty darn vocal about being a committee backfield. That is not good news for Antonio Gibson owners, whether it's coach speak or, or they're just trying to throw off the scent. J.D. McKissick's back, so that it, that really hinders Gibson's upside, especially because he is a great pass catcher and he's not as formidable between the tackles. I would much rather have him in the McKissick in the, role in than the, in like a Melvin uh, uh, you know, uh, Gordon uh, role. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't love it. I, I get that the talent is still there. You know, the the talent doesn't leave, but the offense as a whole, outside of Terry McLaurin, is. It's kind of tough, to be completely honest. I, I don't love the pieces. Obviously, I despise Carson Wentz. I think they would have had more upside with Taylor Heineke. But it's a tough one. I, I think I think Gibson is definitely polarizing. I, I think if you're in a rebuild or on your way building up, he's definitely, he's definitely just a hold. But, but if you're looking for points, I think I'm looking anywhere else outside of the commander's backfield. Uh, unless you're just looking to fill a bye week type guy and, and then go get JD McKissick. But I'm, I'm hands off of Gibson right now from a buying perspective.
1: Yeah. I mean, if there's a buying perspective for Gibson, like I'm, I'm I'm, I'm firmly on the hole and I'm not selling him because I, I, I think he's, he'll be fine in that offense. But I think if there's a buying position, it would be after this year when he's a year away from free agency and in, in going into his fourth year, And, you know, there's a hope of moving on or the commander's offense, you know, shaping up. I don't ever see that happening at this point with all the miscues they've made in the quarterback position. But overall, I I like the talent, but I do worry about the surroundings a little bit short term and long term. Now, let's move on to the AFC East. And there's a few candidates here, but the one we're going to talk about for the most polarizing as of now, the July 2022 is Damian Harris. You know, the Patriots backfield, if we were to talk about the most polarizing position and we're talking about like a team in all of Dynasty in the last 20 years, it could be the, the Patriots running back. Some people have him as top five running back every year. Sometimes. Some people have him as never draft him RB40. So Damian Harris, looking at his um, ADP on the eight rows of his ADP app, earliest of 104, latest of 107, is there a deviation of 15.8. I would very much enjoy being in the draft that got him at 170. That would be very fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, um, that's very, very cheap. And, and you know, obviously pretty, pretty highly touted in college, obviously at Alabama. Uh, didn't really get the love coming out. As, as, uh, definitely not as much as I thought he would. Didn't go until the third round and didn't really, I mean, I think he only played like 10 snaps as a rookie or something like that. I had an okay sophomore showing, rushing for just about 700 yards. Still has never really been involved in the passing game, which is kind of surprising considering the dink and dunk offense that Mac Jones is operating under. Um, and then last year, he, you know, he rushes for just under a 1,000. But we also but we see also- a, a mini breakout from Ramondre Stevenson, who they spent essentially the same draft capital on. And we kind of assume that this is going to be a shared backfield. But even so, I still think it's Damian Harris's to to lose from like a 1A, 1B standpoint. And I also think that the offense just works a little bit better with Harris. But I also believe that, again, the NFL is a committee situation for running backs. There's very few true bell cows remaining. And New England has always been a team that has never really had a true bell cow outside of that, like one LeGarrette Blunt year Um, and maybe like Corey Dillon back in the day when he moved on from Cincinnati. But outside of that, it's always been a a whole bunch of hands in the cookie jar and uh, it's never, never great, but I, I still see so much upside. And honestly, you could have thrown Ramondre Stevenson into this spot as well. I think both of them provide a lot of value considering where they're being drafted. And uh, I, I wouldn't hate having either of them, but I would prefer to have Damian.
1: Yeah. Stevenson earliest to one fifteen, latest to 164, 12.5 standard deviation as well. So it looks like their values are a lot closer than, than I thought. Uh, and if so, I'll give me Harris easily. I think that he has a much, you know, safer floor. Uh, maybe not quite the upside. Cause we've kind of seen what we're going to get from Damian Harris. Uh, but I, I'm I'm all bored You know, talking about buying backfields. I'd be fine buying that backfield on the cheap, um, hoping that Mac Jones kind of takes that next step. Now you're going to take that next step from this conversation about the AFC and NFC East into your bank account, and you're going to make a deposit with Underdog, right, Dan? That's right. That's
2: right. They're going to offer you up to a 100% match on that very first deposit with that. Uh, that lovely promo code is R O T O V I Z Roto Viz. And you can use that extra money. You can you can join the Best Ball Mania 3 contest. You can join any of the regular Best Ball contests. You can you can play the Pick'em games. You can do whatever you want. There's there's so many things to do at underdog. There's so much fun to be had and so much money to be won. And when I say so much money to be won, I'm referencing the Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Nathan, 10 million dollar prize pool. Yeah. That's a lot of zeros, in case you were wondering. I'm not going to do the math to figure out how many it is. I would think it's like six or seven of them, maybe eight. Who knows? I That's a lot of zeros. I didn't go to school for math. Calm down. So, yeah, Best Ball Mania 3, get in there. It's, it's your normal best ball contest. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. But guess what? Normal best ball tournaments don't have a $10 million prize pool. So make sure you get in. They are matching deposits up to one hundred, or up to one hundred dollars, a hundred percent of it. You put in a hundred, they put in a hundred. All you have to all do have is, to do use, is the use promo code Rotoviz. R O T O V I Z. Nathan, we love Underdog.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: All right, let's get into the other half of the NFL, the south and the north of the divisions. We have a new member that we 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 chopped it up a little bit talking about him last week, and apparently he's still polarizing. Looking at that that filter from May to now, polarizing player Baker Mayfield standard deviation of thirty two point eight. If my memory is serving correctly, that's the highest of the players we've talked about so far. A low of one twenty two and a high. Once again, I, I it's obvious to say like, oh, if this player lasts until his floor. It's just it's a really good idea. If you got Baker, like you, no, you know what. You know what, Dan? <laughs> if you are the person who got Baker Mayfield at pick 239, like, slide in my DMs. I'm going to figure out how to get you, like, a 50% off-road of his code.
2: I'll just buy him <laughs> a whole sub. Screw it. 239? <laughs> who led Baker? That had to have been a one-quarterback league. There's no There's no way.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happening with the sorter and the filter, but if that was a super flex league, that is bananas. Uh, Baker Mayfield starter for the Carolina Panthers, uh, d- despite the state competition between Matt, Cor- Matt Corral and uh, Sam Darnold. So I guess what what are what are the cases for his ceiling? What are the cases for Baker Mayfield's floor?
2: Well, I think his floor is much higher than people are giving him credit for. He's credit going for. into He's a, going- a much better situation outside of maybe offensive line. Uh, I think Cleveland's offensive line was was a decent amount better. But if Baker's healthy, you know I think we're getting that 2020 Baker. E- even the 2019 Baker was pretty solid outside of throwing a lot of picks. You know the the yardage was there, the touchdowns were close. I think he's in that 30 touchdown range, maybe a little bit more now that we have one extra game. Uh, not that I'm expecting him to throw three touchdowns every single game, but I think he'll probably be in the realm of averaging two. You know, the 1. 1.9, 1. 1.8. Um, and you, you finally, you have a, a legitimate weapon in DJ Moore. You have arguably the best running back in the league, Sands, Jonathan Taylor. And you have a fresh start. You have a chip on your shoulder. If you're healthy, uh, I, I mean, this, this could really be a, a coming out party for Baker Mayfield. You know, we, we've seen the likes of like Russell, like Russell Wilson, Wilson just Wilson play that on the that field, field like as a like three-quarters three quarters dead. Quarters. I I don't even know how Russell survived in Seattle the way he did. And that's what we saw from Baker when you could tell he wasn't right. You could tell he wasn't operating at 100%. uh, And now was that smart on his behalf because he thought he was doing the team a favor? Well, obviously not because they didn't see it that way. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a weird situation. But I do think that Carolina obviously got a great deal. They can move on from Lego head Sam Darnold. They don't have to do anything with Matt Corral in the short term. I think they can just let him sit with a clipboard and watch games and learn uh, because I guess there's a chance maybe he could develop into a a mid-tier type quarterback. But for now, I I think you you vastly increase your upside as a team with Baker Mayfield, and I'm definitely taking him over, I mean, probably 10 or maybe 10 other starting quarterbacks, 10 or 12 starting quarterbacks. I think he's probably in that mid-QB2 range right now until we see and get confirmation that he is hundred percent healthy. Um but I mean there there is still that that little that little voice in the back of your head saying, well maybe he just was actually bad and the the injury thing was just a ruse.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see I think that DJ Moore is gonna do a lot for for Baker photos I talked about last week. Um and so yeah I I think that he's closer to I'll put it this way. I think he's closer to his median than he is his ceiling or, or floor. Um, you know, so I, I think that's kind of how it's gonna end up playing out, and, and neither of the extremists on either side are gonna be end up being right. Now let's go to the AFC South. This was was an interesting one to look at, wh- who the polarizing players are, but with the standard deviation of 24.2, earliest 39, latest 174 was Malik Willis. And this was all post-draft from May 2nd on. Um, so what are your thoughts on this large gap between earliest to latest for Malik Willis?
2: Well, well, I think the situation would be much different if you had the draft capital. You know, Kenny Pickett being the only quarterback that went in the first round and then Willis going to a team like Tennessee that does still have kind of a tenured starter in place in Ryan Tannehill – uh, I would have I would have put him much more on the Trey Lance trajectory had he been taken earlier. Uh obviously, uh, obviously. the Titans didn't trade three other picks to, to go get him like the, the Niners did with Trey Lance. But I uh, I think he'll slowly work his way up as we see him in packages, as we maybe start to see him take over if Tennessee ends up being hashtag bad, uh if Derrick Henry ends up being hashtag bad hashtag bad. Obviously, moving on from AJ Brown isn't great, but they also bring in Traylon Burke, so that that young tandem I think can can work wonders for for the franchise. I think both of those players are are much better than you know some of the naysayers are are leading us the rest of us to believe. I do think Malik Willis can be a starter in this league. Um, you know, again, super low floor, uh, and much like Trey Lance, uh, just a ridiculously high ceiling because of because of the physical traits you know he's got everything that you want physically we just need to see it on the field in an nfl game and consistently so um i think malik willis at his price tag is phenomenal i'm I'm happy to jump on there and and take him where i can get him trade for him for whatever that rookie that rookie price is i mean you're you're still seeing him late one early two in a lot of these super draft leagues and yes you're having to wait on the points and and maybe, maybe you're looking for a wide receiver there and you can grab Christian Watson or something instead. But I, I don't think there's much more upside in the whole rookie class than in Malik Willis.
1: Yeah, my, my comparison for Malik Willis, which I don't think there's anything going out there, it's a less instant J- Jalen Hurts. Sure. Jalen Hurts got playing time because you knew Carson Wentz was going to get hurt. And he was bad. Ryan Tannehill doesn't,
2: <laughs> what's that? I said, and Carson Wentz was bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Tannehill is not as bad as Wentz, you know, has been over the last few years. And Tannehill isn't as injury prone as as Wentz has been over the last few years. Um, so I don't, I don't know if Willis is going to get that year one playing time. But I would not be surprised to see him starting, you know, in 2023 for the Tennessee Titans. So, And I think that once he gets there, he's on that Jalen Hurts trajectory of he's going to have some huge games rushing. He's going to have some, you know, big performances. He's going to have some duds. Um, you can say it about every quarterback ever, but you know what I mean? There's going to be some inconsistencies like you've seen from early career Jalen Hurts, and then you're, that's going to transfer over to Malik Willis as well. So I, I'm not reaching for Malik Willis' ceiling, but if I can get him at his medium price or even a little bit lower, I, I'm perfectly fine with waiting out the Tannehill, the Tannehill thing in order for his price to spike when he has a, a big, like, you know, 200 passing yards and 70 rushing yards, that type of week. His price is going to instantly raise from like a mid-second to a late first.
2: He's the perfect stash player because the cost to acquire isn't going to cripple your team and the the potential, you know, the potential there is just it's really unmatched.
1: All right, we got two more players, two more divisions we have. NFC North, we are going with Allen Lazard, Alan Lazard has a early of 124, a late of 194, a standard deviation of 17.2 for the Green Bay Packers wide receiver one question mark. Um, I think that might, this might be why he is, you know, considered polarizing and, or why he has this, this stretch in value is that basically if you think Alan Lazard is the Packers wide receiver one, there's no way he should get out of the, you know, the late. 8, 9, 10 round range in that dynasty and even in, in redraft, to be honest. Um, but if you don't think he's that case and, and he's not that at that at that talent level and Christian Watson will overcome him or other players in that receiving room will overcome him, then, you know, if he's the Packers wide receiver three, he doesn't nearly have that same value as the Packers wide receiver one.
2: Well, I would say at the very least, he's a very, very attractive best ball type asset because realistically at 6'5 or 6'6, six, six, whatever he is, He should be your go-to in the red zone along with Robert Tanyan. Uh, Obviously, you have that great backfield in in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and you still have arguably the best quarterback in the league in Aaron Rodgers. So uh, not much around him, his range of outcomes, like you said. I mean, he he could be wide receiver one. He could take over 100-plus targets, or he could get surpassed instantly by the rest of the roster and just be a complete nobody and be on the practice squad by week seven. I don't think that's within the range of outcomes, but, you know, maybe. Uh, last year, you know, we, we saw kind of flashes and, and you know, little lights at the end of the tunnel where, you know, he's scoring touchdowns. He's making big plays down the field. And I, I, I think they will get him more... I would definitely assume he's going to get more reps, more looks, more targets than just yeah, stuff just down the field down or in the red team zone, team because team. that's a big body. That's a hard person to cover whether or not he's the best route runner. I think is, uh, you know, a little bit irrelevant, especially when you're looking at the NFC North and the best cornerbacks that are in that division are on the green Bay Packers. They have the best secondary in the division. So I, I would imagine Aaron Rodgers will still be picking apart defenses there. Uh, because it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you, he can throw somebody open better than anybody in the league. And, I mean, that's Alan Lazard's upside is just being really the only wide receiver with any reps outside of, like, Randall Cobb with Aaron Aaron Rodgers in the last couple of years. All
1: right, and let's wrap up with the most polarizing player on the field, off the field, and everywhere in between AFC North's Deshaun Watson. You know, Browns, yes. Yeah, Browns and AFC My brain is not broken at the end of this podcast. (laughs) Um, So his his numbers will be a little bit different because he is an early round player. But we have an early of five and a low of fifty one. And you know, with the news coming in, and now it's harder to you know look at ADP over a two to three month span. But standard deviation of nine point eight. We kind of know how the ceiling and the floor happened with this one. On on, and honestly, like this might be one of the cases that there is no median here really. I mean, there is because, you know, you factor in, okay, what is a year suspension worth? What's an eight game suspension worth? And all those different things. But I think that, you know, if you're drafting Watson, you're either going to get a bargain or you're going to overpay.
2: Yeah. Like you said, there's really no, there's really no in between. It's it's a weird spot. It's a touchy situation. And to be honest, I mean, the, the, the offense, you know, obviously they have Nick Chubb, they have Kareem Hunt, they bring in Amari Cooper. Uh, they re-signed David and Joku, but but I mean, is that super super I mean, attractive? It's it's not DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. You know, this isn't this isn't the the high octane pass catchers of of Houston that we're used to with Deshaun. And I'm not saying that he can't hold up on his own. I'm just I'm a little bit worried that there will be missed time, and it it will take time for him to get re-caught back up to game speed he hasn't played in how long and that that to me is probably the bigger worry as far as the floor goes I think the floor is probably lower than these numbers are saying especially when you consider the potential for a one-year suspension a two-year suspension a, a whatever and you know there there's not a lot of precedent for that suspension but you know it's a different it's a completely different situation so uh I'm I'm holding the one the, the the shares that I have of Deshaun Watson. I'm not actively drafting or acquiring. It's just kind of a situation I want to avoid uh, without having to, to spend any more value for a team. You know, speaking obviously only in fantasy football terms, we're, we're <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy here. But um, I, I think Cleveland could potentially be a powerhouse, but I'm. I'm fearful of the like the floor, the lower than floor, like the crawl space is is now Deshaun Watson's floor.
1: Okay, so I guess I'll just break it down this way, and we'll, we'll we'll go a few different ways. Um, so I'm I'm going to give you a length of suspension, and I want you to give me where you'd be taking him in a startup based on that suspension. A startup in July 2022, August 2022,
0: eight game suspension
2: uh late second early third 16 game suspension the fifth fifth and
1: two-year suspension not at all Not at all not at all like not like a 12th rounder
2: um Uh, uh, that's a lot of time to to wait in between to be honest i mean that's that's 34 games you're missing out on of, of potential fantasy production and you know it could be the Michael Vick bit where he's gone and he comes back and he's still great. Uh, it's also a chance that he's fully done. You know that that could be it. Nobody gives him a chance coming back because these are people, not dogs. We're talking about. So uh, if it is that, I, I I don't think I think it's better. There's a better chance that he doesn't play another snap in the NFL than he would be ever returning to quarterback one form.
1: And for what, it, or I worth, in just my opinion here, but I think that at both of those suspension numbers, I don't think you're getting either. I think that at an eight-game suspension, he's still going late first, early for second, sure. and a sixteen-game suspension, he's probably going like early third.
2: Yeah, uh, people are. I'm a lot more risk adverse uh, than most owners. I've won plenty of championships doing it, so I'll probably continue to do it that way, especially when it's something uh, as as crazy as this.
1: All righty, that should wrap us up. Uh, so, we, we referenced this awesome tool, the RotoViz Dynasty app, uh, ADP app. You got your earliest, your lowest, standard deviation, you got your ADP, positional ADP, RotoViz rank, and RotoViz positional rank all in one place, as well as other things like the ADP charts, ADP rises and fallers, and the draft grid, and so much more that you can play around with with the RotoViz TriFlex, um, FFPC uh, ADP, M- MFL ADP, and FFPC ADP. I said a lot of words just now. But what you need to know is that if you're doing a startup in the last two months of the off and you're not using the app, you just don't like you know like winning. Your money psh, set fire to it, right Dan?
2: Yeah, I mean everybody uses rankings and ADP as a kind of a baseline for their drafts and for their values. And there's really not to be completely honest, there's really not a cleaner one than this. There's so much there's so much customizable content. Uh, in all of the apps but the adp one specifically you're able to kind of you, know, you can move it around between rookie drafts and startup drafts you can sort it by positions and and in other places do these things but there's so much more information here that you can either completely disregard by turning it off or you can fully customize rip the thing wide open and and get every piece of information you can possibly want it's super clean and it's i mean it's it's as good as it gets so make sure you're getting and you're getting the subscriptions because this is only one of the many apps that Nathan and I both use, but plenty of people winning titles probably in your leagues use as well.
1: All right. And that's RV radio 2022 for your 10% discount. Uh, that should wrap us up for this evening. Any last words, Dan?
2: That's it. Send them home.
1: Call <laughs>